0: January 19th, 1997. The Patriots were set to play in the Super Bowl for the first time since 1985. Unfortunately for New England fans, they would never make it back again. Dennis Rodman was suspended 11 games and lost a million dollars for kicking a cameraman, back when Michael Jordan was the only brutal dictator he was propping up. The English patient won the Golden Globes for best picture, proving that a slow-paced British romance can really defy the odds during awards season. Meanwhile, in San Antonio, in a worthwhile use of three hours, Shawn Michaels fought Psycho Sid at the 1997 Royal Rumble. Monsoon! This is Hell in a Cell Phone. Welcome to another episode of Hell on a Cell Phone, the podcast where we attempt to make sense of the attitude era of WWE 20 years later. Uh, Eric is to my left right now. And Eric, I got some fan response for you today. Ooh, I want to hear. They say the guy who doesn't who didn't watch is very funny. Wow, is that's me, right? Because yes, uh, sometimes is you. I wonder which of you has watched.
1: <laughs> uh that's great to hear. I'm glad I'm glad I'm uh coming across well yeah we're
0: picking up traction building up steam
2: that was also from aaron's mom and also (laughs) she only meant that in relation to the guy who did watch wasn't funny (laughs) so she was pulling a distinction
0: i'm also still not invited to lunch at all (laughs) also you heard bobby hankinson our resident wrestling historian hello everyone I can't wait for our
2: spinoff podcast where we rewatch all of the uh, New England Patriot Super Bowl games from the 90s. And you guys explain that shit to me.
1: I, I was actually loving your face during that opening when I'm just like, sports, sports, sports. And he yeah. like, was like, what does Bobby get out of this? <laughs> yeah, two sports and the English
0: patient, so Yeah, <laughs> It's like two truths and a lie. Yeah,
2: this was a tough one for me,
0: uh, intro wise. Uh, also, that was the only Patriot Super Bowl appearance of the 90s. Wow. They were really bad for a while. and uh... Oh, no, no, know. I'm sorry. I was kidding. I'm not actually interested <laughs> okay, in you this. You don't want to hear it. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Bobby, did you watch this one that we're going to talk about tonight? Uh,
2: I did watch it this week. Yeah. I did not, again, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I would have uh, hoped so. I didn't usually watch the pay per views. I would listen to it scrambled, mm-hmm. um, but I did not know, I could not figure out how to get the pay per view myself. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like back in the day we didn't have like smart TVs or even like smart remote controls. Therefore, to like order pay per view, yeah, you, you had to, like you literally had the to call, cable call and talk to a person. Yeah, there's no way my parents would be like, "Here's the credit card." There's like no way that that would happen. So I, I, I think I,
0: it, I feel like it was just showing up on your cable bill.
2: I I don't honestly I have no idea.
0: I'm surprised you didn't try
1: it once.
2: No, I was very scared of being in trouble. So you were also like that. 11. Yeah, I was truly so like literally committing
0: 11. wire
1: fraud probably <laughs> wouldn't have been the first thing that comes. But I, I did
2: listen to it scrambled, and I for sure would watch the Monday Night Raw the next night and know everything, and, and so I, I was abreast of what was happening. Well,
0: I remember exactly where I was the night of this pay per view. Why? And were you watching this pay per view? No, I was not watching. Um, it. My birthday is January 20th. My parents were going to the inauguration of Bill Clinton the next day. So my birthday God. dinner was on the 19th that night. And we went to the Outback Steakhouse. Fancy. Did you get the Victoria Filet? Uh, I did. Uh, no, I was. This, and onion. Everyone
1: says Bloomin' Onion, but I went for the deeper cuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I got, um, I got the Kookaburra Wings. Oh, yeah. The Tracks? Um, the Mad Max Burger. Both? I don't remember a Mad Max burger. That's funny. I mean, it was it was, it was was a bacon It was a different version. time. Yeah.
2: It was a different time, Eric.
0: But um, <laughs> it was made with guzzling. But the Anheuser-Busch Clydesdale team came with us to the restaurant that night. I don't you mean know like what you, you ordered a table for eight? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> so...
1: Eight horses? I'm confused. What does this <laughs> mean? First of all, how do you even get a table for horses when they order? It's just like... So the story, "Beer for My Horses," is actually about eight
2: horses that go to the Outback Steakhouse.
0: Um, my stepdad was the general manager of an Anheuser Busch distributor in Maryland, and uh, the Clydesdales were going to be marching in the inauguration. Clydesdale horses. The horses. We are yes. talking about horses. But there okay. is, but there is a team of handlers that take care of the horses. So you were having dinner
2: not with the horses who were not famous, with the handlers, with the, handlers? You were with the yes.
0: handlers, with the handlers. Were the handlers cool? They were nice. There was one guy who was really excited it was my birthday. He shared his coconut shrimp with me. Wait, what? Was he kind of like the special one? No, he was just a nice person, Eric. I mean, just being was that 19, excited about your birthday. It was 1997. Birthday. It was simpler times back then. I also
2: feel like that ordering coconut shrimp is like a is like a soft move <laughs> at a steakhouse. <laughs> you're getting coconut shrimp. This fucking child's getting wings. <laughs> He's got a Mad Max burger. Man up. Your coconut that was, shrimp. That
0: was just the appetizer. Like, do you Listen. think he went home and was
1: like, "Dear diary, today was Aaron's birthday." Uh, he let me share coconut every year. Since with
2: in his diary, he's like another year, another birthday for Aaron. We're, where is I wonder he where Aaron is. <laughs> he's the one leaving us all this feedback on the podcast.
0: <laughs> the Outback Steakhouse would literally be my birthday dinner for all of all of high school, dude. I would
2: fuck up a, a, a slow fast food restaurant any day of the week. Why we're not doing more fast casual? I don't understand.
1: Uh, I mean, it's funny. Like I, I did. There was a time where that stuff was like. The, the height of luxury Yeah And I think now Like I, I feel like If I were to eat it I'd be a little bit Less into it Because I'm just fancy
0: Did you know that they There's no limit To how much bread You can get Oh man <laughs> well there's a lot there's a limit now to how much bread i can eat <laughs> okay. our one year anniversary of this podcast we're going to do a live recording from the outback steakhouse totally
2: i think we're actually literally at the one year
1: <laughs> anniversary of, well yeah as we started this project it's a one it's one year in like podcast years yeah it's, true, it's true, like true, true, it's true. eight episodes is a year <laughs> um by the way quick th- story about outback when i was living in korea um i was like you know eating a lot of korean food and at one point i was so fucking fed up with korean food i I love it now and i always and i loved it then but you know like when you eat something always you get really fed up and you're like man i just really want something like something american so i went to outback because i was like this is the only place i can get a steak that's not fucking like sliced up already and i can get fries and i can get like like things that i that like side dishes that i know
2: kookaburra wings kookaburra wings American get, and onion, yeah. get
1: all that shit it was great and uh when i was there i remember looking out the window and seeing an suv pull up and a bunch of like to uh, like a bunch of buddhist monks got out of the suv and i think they were coming in to like out back to
0: eat also I don't know if there's a point to this. I think that's how you open up the seventh chakra. Is yeah. you, <laughs> well, you, they're, they're not eating just, meat. They're they, just eating blooming onions.
2: They go
1: so. and they 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 spin the 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 spit roast of meat while they say their their prayers. The blooming
2: Onions is really just a <laughs> lotus if you think about it. Uh, also, I do love that you're like I eat American food. Let me go to the Australian
1: like yeah. fast casual. It was either that or like. Or, like, go to McDonald's. I Which mean. is always
2: the winner, hands down.
1: Oh, boy. I can't. God, that shit's good. <laughs> I can't. Anyway. I, I say both. I mean, we did, did do that at one point, too.
2: What I don't understand is why you didn't just stop and get some Starburst Fruit Twists. Sponsors of the 1997 <laughs> Royal really? Rumble, Yes, I they were. I thought
1: it was, oh, you know what? It, it must have been the last one that was, like, Karate, karate Fighters. fighters. Yeah, yeah. This
2: one is Starburst Fruit Twists. Sponsor of the 1997 Royal well, Rumble. Speaking of fruit
1: twists, we get to hear a lot about gold dust. So that's
2: a real fruit I'm twist. I'm listening. But first... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Am I taking the Meredith Vieira?
0: No. You know <laughs> okay. what? You know what, Bobby? Take it away.
2: <laughs> because I was so moved by the opening video of this pay per view, telling the story. So of a boy good. Becoming a man, <laughs> a boy toy oh, becoming so a man. Much first toy? All, I don't
1: understand. Let's back up. The first thing I wrote was, "Where is my Todd Pettengill? Because that was <laughs> no Todd Pettengill, sir. <laughs> well,
0: we would run into Sod Pettengill oh, later boy. on. Oh yeah, no, and then we we get some prime Pettengill. Uh so yeah, so uh tagline, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Yep. Um and the opening montage Amazing. was just masterfully put together the cocky, flamboyant, brazen showman in his youth, which was apparently like two months before then. Yep. Yeah. Now has grown up into into this man who that like, night that night the cult
1: and... that night the cult grew up became a a, a mighty steed. <laughs> uh, I love that callback. Uh, I by the way I, I did note that I was like when they were like he became a man I was like now he's basically the HBMM the heart the uh, happy bar
0: mitzvah <laughs> man. <laughs> Like, he... I'm surprised that one didn't catch on. Happy Barman's, man. (laughs) But, yeah, so I'm watching it, and they're building, and they're building, and they're building. And I didn't even realize this was his hometown, so when it got to that, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Shit's going down tonight.
2: So, some important historical notes here, as per my job. Uh, This, we were all joking and ripping on the venue from last pay-per-view. So this was not commonplace for them to have a venue as big as the Alamo Dome. This is huge and was like a huge risk for the WWF at the time to do because they were not. This
1: is not. They weren't doing well.
2: Yeah, they do this kind of thing all the time now, but this at this point they were not doing these huge spaces. What so, was the capacity of the last space? I want to say five thousand, and this one there was
0: fifty-five hundred in attendance.
2: Yeah, this one was sixty. This one, I believe, the capacity can go up to like seventy or eighty. Seventy-two. Yeah, but the real number—the real number was sixty-eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they often like miss. Uh, report their own like attendance stuff for show
1: alamo or Uh, wwef no because uh alamos alamo the the capacity of alamo dome is 72 i think they said it was 60 but you think the real was
2: they were 68 that's true they were they were like they were in the 60s is what they They, got however i think
1: they, they had they were like just they just breached 60 i think however
2: not all of those people paid for tickets so they had a very hard time selling tickets for this, and they were literally giving them away. Uh, and also they had a Taco Bell promotion where you can get tickets for truly five dollars. What? To a pay-per-view.
1: And that's a $5 fill-up right there. It is. And they um, You get a you get a seven-layer burrito. <laughs>
0: you get seat And all the diarrhoea you could stand.
1: Uh, <laughs> you got
0: a seat right next to Shawn Michaels' mother. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the thing is, too, they had all of this, they had to give away all these tickets. And what they did is they blocked the pay-per-view in the San Antonio area. <laughs> so oh, also, if you wanted to see a blackout. hometown hero Shawn Michaels like fight his way back and yeah. try to like get his championship back, you had to fucking pay the no dollars to come see this because they wanted the butts in the seats and they wanted the like visual of like look how well we're doing and how popular this is because WCW is crushing it right now.
1: It it paid off. I, the place really looked packed. It was, a, it was, like, a big-ass crowd. I, and you know what? It made an impression because in the past ones, you know, it was, like, fine. But, like, this one, you get to see, like, it looked like what we watch now.
2: Yeah. They were, like, we're used to seeing them in these huge stadiums now and these, like, huge arenas. But back then, they really were going to these, like, B and C-level cities, West Palm Beach, for their pay-per-views. And the TV tapings were, like, at truly, like basically vfw halls like truly very very small spaces
0: and then that, that's the whole point of that like they're expanding they're they're getting bigger that it's, it's well they're faking it right the, well, yeah. it's a
2: lot of fake like, fake it till you make it like yeah. what we're seeing now because they're getting they're getting desperate and we'll talk yeah, more well, about other stuff in this pay-per-view we see that are like moves to just like desperate moves that are forcing them to make some change
0: Oh, well, They definitely went all out on the computer graphics at the opening, where they, we go from the the, uh, the desperation of Shawn Michaels to basically the opening theme song of Bonanza and a bunch of computer generated <laughs> cowboy hats. Oh my God! Yes, I forgot about that.
2: And the first appearance of Jim Ross's cowboy hats. Yes,
0: exactly. And Speaking of cowboy hats, Jr. finally has a hat. This is, this is the first. This is the first appearance of good
2: old Jr. as we will come to know him for literally ever.
1: Is he still a heel?
0: I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I mean. Isn't it that's weird why that I can't tell? <laughs>
2: well, cause he's a, his job has always been really to be like the like straight man. Yeah. Um. Neither like the, the hero champion guy or the like the heel commentator. He was always kind of like the calling it like actually like the play by play guy.
0: Yeah. And we're so used to three man commenting teams today. But um, in the months to come, we're going to see it go down to two pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. This is Vince's last Rumble he ever comments on. Yeah, he's got a few more shows in front of him. Uh, and this show started off with Goldust versus the Intercontinental Champion Hunter Hearst Helmsley.
1: Starburst Fruit Twist. Yeah, Fruit
2: Twist.
1: Um, so let's start with the, the the flashback or callback or whatever you want to call it to oh, the boy. Raw with Lawler and, and Goldust. Um. My note on that was, it was like straight out of all in the family, right? Like it was like, aren't you, uh, <laughs> ain't you, uh, eh, well, you know, come in here. What is it? What do you call him? Meatball? Meathead? A meathead. He's, he's, you
2: know, but this was also 1997 in general. I don't even think this is the WWFE being particularly regressive. It was offensive and it was bad. But it also was like, yeah, no, you would see that on MTV. I mean, like, that. I think that was also like, this was 1997
1: cult I think, I think, like, I think on a on a
0: sitcom, you would be like, "Aren't you a little, uh, you know,
1: light in the loafers?" Exactly.
0: Although, I mean, the fact that he didn't use the F slur is, I feel like, far and away, a, a, almost a win for Jerry Lawler at this point.
2: Oh yeah, but I do think that happens at some point. Well, he uh, said he
1: said yeah, and he just said queer. Yeah, and he whispered it.
2: Yeah. It, i mean because this was truly like a behind the scenes thing with gold dust for a long time and he was like a really good worker and the character got like a lot of pushback and a lot of controversy and pushback from like lgbt groups
1: and things like that wait um, people listened to lgbt groups like at the time they actually would like cared what they said
2: oh yeah because i mean like wwef like is still uh like uh always cared about public perception and like the mcmahon's Specifically, always cared about being how they were perceived in like mainstream pop culture. That's why, like, even to, that's why, as time goes, you see, always see like the famous football players and the musicians and Cindy Lauper because, like, they right.
1: the country musicians because they yeah.
2: don't want to be the sideshow carnival people anymore. They wanted to be like accepted as like real entertainment and like in America. So now we have to accept,
1: of, now we have to listen to the queers, but
2: they obviously are not doing a great job when it comes to women and LGBT people and race, which we will talk about later as well. Uh, because, well,
0: because the pop that uh, Goldust gets when he announces that no, he is not in fact oh a queer, man. um, I, and the pop was for for that, not for him hitting Waller in the face, right?
2: Yes, and also Goldust was because Goldust was also getting over at the time because he was a good hand in the ring and mm-hmm. like really he was really committed to his character. There's a, I think this has been confirmed, like not a rumor like not uh like rumor that he was like so willing to do whatever it took for this character that he pitched Vince McMahon getting breath. That he would get actual real breast implants to like make his character even more bizarre. That is amazing. That was something that he pitched and his Man like thought about it and then was like, no, no <laughs> like, Let me as, think as <clears> the story <throat> goes. He's like, I love titties, but I I don't know. So I don't <laughs> They yes, that to... is a
0: direct quote. Vincent K. McMahon, I love titties. That
2: actually is going to be on his tombstone.
0: They didn't
1: want to get him a new tailor for his Lycra suit. Oh well, clearly. Oh my
0: god, can you imagine the boob window he would have had in the oh front my... of
1: that? Yeah, because it
0: never stays zipped.
2: It never stays <laughs> zipped. I
1: I would have, I, I don't know, I'm so upset now. I would have loved for Goldust to have boobs.
2: Anyway though, but uh, it's upsetting every time I'm reminded that Goldust is not fully gold head to toe. <laughs> So when he gets unzipped and you can see the line, it really breaks the illusion for me. <laughs> his, his his makeup he's,
1: was almost completely off at the end of the match. He
0: is not a gilded man, is no, what you're... That's,
2: that's what I want to say. Um,
1: that would suffocate him, as we all
0: know from uh, Goldfinger. The ska band. <laughs> <laughs> so Triple I'm H comes good. in. All women are by nature infatuated by him. An ego as big as his stock portfolio. I
2: made note of that because that particular line did not ring true for me because by his character, he is clearly old money, not new money. So I don't think it's about stock portfolio. I think he has an estate somewhere. I was, like, upset by this. <laughs> I was like, he's not, like, an 80s, like, oh, it's a stock portfolio, and that's how he struck it, com boom. No. I mean look he he might be he's old money money. but he
1: probably also has like investments he doesn't really know about them
2: I just feel like that shouldn't have
1: been no I agree I I I was like like,
2: no that's not right for this character
1: they also keep using the same fucking scene where it's like him and a woman in like a cabin in the snow where he's like Cheersing like with champagne with her, and it's the same thing over and over.
0: It's like on the the background of the the greatest love songs of the '90s, yeah, yeah, in between yeah. Michael Bolton's cover of "How Am I Supposed to Live Without You." I was gonna say air supply, like "I'm
1: All Out of Love," like um, what is it, "True Romance" or whatever <laughs> yeah, they yeah, call yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that fucking thing. "Pure Moods" wasn't fucking "Pure Moods" because that was Enigma and that Enya. was Enya.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will
1: say we're in That's not Enya. <laughs> Um, did you guys notice the phrasing when they said "has jealousy outed a hidden side of gold dust"? Come on, guys! Come on!
2: Wait, Marlena has quite the '90s haircut in this. Uh, she came out in the full Rachel, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!"
1: <laughs> I will say, uh, the vibes on—not uh, to get into that fucking discussion—but the vibes on Marlena changed for this. Agree. I think she also was a lot more attentive to the match because I think usually she's just kind of like looking off, smoking a cigar, telling an usher to fucking deliver her her instant message to someone.
2: Yeah, see, I missed all of that. I liked the weirdness. And I liked Marlena being this like weird aloof.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, that I was had just a, like a damsel. I did have a note. I mean, not to jump ahead into the match, but I did have a note that- I think that Marlena is the Uatu of the valets. She just watches and does nothing. <laughs> like, even when he's outside of the ring and he's getting his ass handed to him, she just is just like staring,
0: standing there staring from the moon. At some point, she's going to give Goldust the ultimate nullifier.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who murdered Marlena?
2: And we have Curtis Hughes here with Triple H, not do- also not doing anything.
0: Yeah, who was Curtis Hughes?
2: He was another wrestler. He had a very short stint with the company in the early 90s um, that lasted, I want to say, a matter of months. And this stint lasts, I believe, less than three weeks um, in total. total.
1: Does Mark Merrow steal him?
2: No, but it makes the way for Hunter's next uh, accompanist, uh, who is the the most important person for his entire career, one of the most important people in WWF
0: history. So... His butler, right? Yes, his butler.
2: Actually, it's going to be his driver that comes.
0: <laughs> his valet. Um, the logic behind the events of this match were truly bonkers. In just the the number of times that everyone should have been disqualified... According to regular rules of a match, we're not still in Armageddon rules. No, we are not.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Like it was just like, oh, now we're gonna use stuff on each other. I think were they out of the the ring for like way more than.
0: Goldust dropped metal stairs on Triple H with zero consequences multiple times in this match. Yeah, I will say this is not really. I
2: agree. I think this was. Really strange choices. And especially I think it's hard to do in a, in a match this early in the show, because then it makes the rest of the show seem silly. Cause you're like, wait, the other guy was allowed to do this earlier. Where if you save for the end of the night, at least then you're like, Oh, passions are overriding the logic or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard to do. I feel like in the opener, but I do feel like the steel steps are one of those things that don't count.
0: Do you okay. know what I mean? I feel like, no, I, I feel like if you throw them into the steel steps, it doesn't count. Sure. Because it's like a if part you, of if the you ring. Disassemble the if you're steel using steps. the steps as a weapon, it's supposed to count.
2: I agree. I just feel like the steps sometimes, it's a blurry line. Because they can still like slam. Like, they can, what if you disassemble some of the steps, do a power bomb onto part of the steel steps? Then is it a disqualification or then is it I mean also none of this matters because they do whatever they want all the time and they change the rules without warning I mean we saw things in the rumble later that you're like wait what Um, nothing's consistent
1: um so first of all uh I I liked and speaking of the steps I thought there was a really good knee drop on the steps uh I thought that was pretty kind of a fun a fun thing um I also really liked that Goldust was working the need. Like, there was... Mm -hmm. You talk about good storytelling, right? In the the thing. And I I finally picked up on it. I'm like, oh, the storytelling of the sequences and how Goldust... To me, this is Goldust's best match that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, a lot of the time, he was licking people or, like, running away or just kind of, like, being a doof. And, like, I think, you know now that he's straight,
0: he really is a good wrestler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That knee into the security railing looked like, like savage in yeah. here.
2: Even the stair shots though. It's like so crazy now. Cause like when they do anything with weapons, it's obviously, and thankfully safer for everybody, but they're always going for like the broadest part of the back. It's like, you could just like see all the ways they're doing the precautions. But back then, there literally was no. They were like, no, I'm just fucking hitting this person really hard. Yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, we'll weapons. talk about
1: the Ahmed Johnson thing later, but like a lot of kidney shit shots also, happening.
2: The stairs just seemed heavier and more substantial than yes. they, Like the stairs now, truly, look like they're made of tinfoil. And it's like hilarious. Like I feel like I could hoist them over my head and like throw them like Braun Strowman because it's. I feel like they're made of nothing. But those steps were
0: like, oh no, that's like legitimately like a steel
2: step that was very heavy and probably hurt a lot.
0: Um, and then later on in the match, like, the steel steps were fine when, uh, when he was using those, but then the referee gets in the way when he's using the wooden director's chair (laughs) as a weapon. (laughs) Um... Did you guys notice when when Triple H grabs onto the referee's arm and then the referee is holding Goldust away? Is that a special like cheat code there? If you like grasp onto the uh, the referee like a Fabio cover, then he's going to protect you for a little while and let you catch your breath.
2: That didn't register. Me. That just caught me as like typical heel, cowardly stuff. Like typical heel shit.
1: He he pulls out a, a pair of glasses. And he's like, "You wouldn't hit me now, would you?"
2: <laughs> it's also bizarre to hear them be like. Yeah, man, Triple H is really giving up a size and strength advantage to gold dust. <laughs> what do you think now because Triple H is like this fucking hulking monster who's like so much bigger than everyone and doesn't give up a strength advantage to anybody? He won
1: the arms race. Yeah. And when I say arms, I mean you know, the troll literal attached things attached to his attached. Yeah. Um, who are George and Adam? I do,
2: honestly, I do not know. I still do not know. I tried to research it literally, and the internet was like, what? And
1: just to, just to, uh, set the context for people who don't necessarily want to watch three hours of this, uh, the, uh. But do you want to listen to two hours of us talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small group. It, it, yeah, there's a, yeah, the, it's like an inverted Venn diagram, yeah. um, yeah, so there the announcers. I think it was probably Vince McMahon was like, "I have bad news to report." George and Adam have been, are, you know, you know George and Adam. First of all, they've been Vince kicked McMahon's, out. He started this, and I turned to my mother, and I was like, "Oh God, what happened? Who's dead? Who died?" <laughs> ah. <laughs> because I'm just
2: used to wrestling now, especially <laughs> '90s wrestling. I was like, "Oh, someone's dead." He's gonna be like, "George the Animal
1: Steele mm-hmm.
2: is dead." Uh so I was panicked but no I don't know who George does.
1: Uh yeah so George and Adam were apparently removed from the from the
0: from what yeah uh from what I gathered I think they were some fans who had like camped out for days to get into the Royal Rumble Didn't someone yeah. tell them they could go to Taco Bell? <laughs>
2: That's what I mean it's so, like I don't understand what this is. It's
0: obviously a work. I don't know but I don't know to what end. Is it a work? I think it was just like it's two fans that just got like thrown out of the stadium but and then there's why
2: would they report? Like it, nothing about that's what I mean. Like I also like my Why boys, would you know, Todd agree.
0: Pettengill go up to Colin Ray in the middle of this match? First of all, you know, famous country musician Colin Ray that we all know for sing something for us.
2: He's right on the spot. He's dressed like a dad in a Snickers commercial from any time period
0: <laughs> they also also sean michaels like i guess entire family at, at the uh bottom left of my screen the entire time oh right i want to talk
1: about that uh but
0: wait did he go to them he didn't no he didn't go to them oh, i'm, but I'm just have. i'm just saying the the there were several people in this building who looked like they had no business being in this building
1: no i saw those people and i was like uh the note i had was it looked like because I only at one point I only noticed them later, but there were these two old people sitting like right in behind the ring, and it wasn't Shawn Michaels' parents. It, I think they were sitting next to Shawn Michaels' parents,
0: but when I saw them, I was like, "Well, that's Gene and Esther <laughs> lives right next to the. I know, Michaels. like it's, it's Adam definitely and George, th- yeah. <laughs> Listen, listen, when their kid had a Royal Rumble." <laughs> They invited the Michaels, and so it was only fair when Sean had a Royal Rumble that the parents had to invite them, too. I,
1: I thought to myself, I was like, they're definitely church friends. They are <laughs> definitely church friends. Like, well, I like, whoa, I heard their son, Shawnee, is uh, he's going to be doing something down at the Alamo Dome. We should check it out. But before I realized, like, that only happened at the end of the whole pay-per-view, right? Where they were like, and his parents are here. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're... These people who looked very uncomfortable and upset the whole time, like Mm -hmm. they're here to support their friends. Um, But before that, I was like, it looks like. It looked like they had, there'd been a mix-up at Ticketmaster, and they were supposed to see Cats, but they were like, well, let's just take these They
2: were seats. like, look, I heard Colin Ray was at the Alamo Dome, and so I was
0: like, I can't miss this. Well, just like Cats, sometimes the wrestlers go out into the audience. That's what they're there for. <laughs> Murray, they... Murray, what is this? What are they doing? Why is he so wet? <laughs> I love the theater. <laughs> I don't know why they have that voice. They're a uh, they, yeah, they,
1: they should have deep Texan voices and we don't know those. Um, before we move, are we, are we going to move on from Goldust because there's one last thing. Well,
0: we definitely have to address the fact that Triple H sexually assaults Marlena yeah. in the middle of the match.
2: Oh, It's just like it's on a scale of 1 to 10 of what we're going to see happen to women in these pay-per-views. This is a two and a half.
1: The same. <laughs> Believe women. It is upsetting. Triple H, you canceled.
2: oh boy, rewatching this really is tough, but it only is gonna get tougher.
1: And then Lawler is like, Marlena kissed him. Like, just awful shit. Look what she was wearing. Uh, he, they, they really. And that's the thing. They, they got. They started commenting on Marlena a lot more in terms of her bust and all of that stuff. This match, whereas in I don't think in any other pay per view, I heard them. They always talked about Marlena as like kind of a weirdo, and this time they're like, "Oh, well, they're like, like, look
0: at them, look titties. at
1: those, yeah, look at those breasts." I mean, her her dress. Like, they did want them
2: because I think originally there was ideas to make her also like a lesbian character, to have her be infatuated with Sable. Well, I think that's like well we talked right, about with the right, right, right. stuff and whatever. So now they're like, bets are off. It's it's a man and lady. Yeah. And he has to protect her from all the other men who want to ha- sleep with her. And I'm like, well, it's just, it's the grossest most base thing you can yeah. imagine in storytelling.
1: They definitely split the difference for a while, and then they're like, okay, now they're, now they're just a straight couple. I um, think it's
2: also important for us to draw a line because I think there is going to be a lot of things that are gross because Vince McMahon and the WWF is gross, and things that are gross just because it's 1997. And I do think the Marlena stuff, like that... Uh, I agree. Un- Unrequited kiss, that force, that sexual assault is a 1997 thing and not a WWF thing. Not solely a WWF. That, that, not what I'm not defending. No, it, I, be no, clear. Listen, listen.
1: Not offending it. Not that, defending it, but I want to. That unrequited kiss, that's like a
0: 2005
1: <clears throat> thing. That's a 2008 yeah, yeah. thing. That's a 2011 thing. Right. I mean, like,
0: weird. And you heard it here first. Bobby Hankinson is defending that kiss. <laughs> what do you think about men's rights, though?
2: <laughs> Forum. Uh, they are the most attacked. People in this nation yeah. are white shrimp and did you read this month's Esquire? I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I saw somebody today tweet about, well, how come no I'm not even gonna fucking mention this assholes. Anybody's like, how come how come nobody talks about how drag queens are basically doing blackface but for women? I'm like, that's you don't know the hist you don't understand blackface, and you also don't understand like drag, drag queen or, or gender <laughs> theory
0: or like literally anything. The last thing I th- I think I wanna say about this match is really even seeing here the pedigree is one of the most protected finishers like along with like the f5 in wwe history you hit the pedigree it's over it's done that's the end of the match. i
2: would add the tombstone to that and maybe the rko but i think that would be like the list of ones that like people take a fucking hundred uh john cena attitude adjustments uh-huh
0: you can take a Superman punch. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I could take a I don't Superman know what punch. Roman
2: finishers anymore? Like, he's like, is it the spear? Is it the? I have a bad is one. I leukemia? won't say it. Don't.
1: <laughs> say it. You
2: guys. I'm so glad it
1: wasn't me this time joe
2: we are wishing you a speedy recovery i yes yes I, please
1: get better wrestle better um we kid
0: thank because you. we're uncomfortable about our own mortality
1: yes, yes th- thank you
0: so then we came into uh farouk with the nation of domination versus ahmed johnson
2: god so many things talk about problematic this is the one that actually more than the more than like the like the queer dust stuff this is the one that made me much more cringy throughout
1: was it when they referred to two black men wrestling as a turf war
2: yeah because first of all I'm like what's the turf then exactly the ring because in which case isn't every feud a turf war over the same turf this ring I don't think you do? get it
1: there's like two rival gangs doesn't I mean
2: everything was gang everything was street fight everything was street I'm like they're just wrestling while black they like, are that's a pack not... of
0: dogs at yeah. one point, Wait, they said that? They said that, oh,
1: yeah.
2: It's just Come like... Come on! Real. I was like, this is real bad. Like, this is one of the things that I think hit the most. And this is one of the things we talked about the line of like 1997 versus WWE, WWF. That I'm like, also, 1997, racism was still super bad. But this is particularly bad in a way that only wrestling could do. Um, And it was embarrassing and hard to watch.
1: I think... Uh, The fact that you have a wrestler whose name is Farouk and you cannot agree on the spelling of Farouk is a fucking hate crime. (laughs) Like if you're going to use the the name Farouk, at least decide, is it one A or is it two A's? Because this time it was two A's. In the past, it oh, was 1A. I didn't even oh, see that. Yeah. I thought it was
2: always 2As. No, oh, no, no. I
1: always thought it
2: was 1A. I, was one A. I this, mean, I remember it as 2As, so I don't know.
1: This isn't Berenstain's and Berenstain's. <laughs> this is fucking... They did both. If you look it up, which I did, uh, they said Farouk, also sometimes spelled as Farouk. Come on, man. That's <laughs>
0: upsetting.
1: And when I said Farouk the first time, you could hear the first A, and when I said it the second
2: time... <laughs> I just... It's it's bad. It it was real bad how they did this. Everything about this is bad. Ahmed Johnson is so bad at everything.
1: Uh, it's funny. He is he okay? He's really bad at, at cutting promos. He's yes. ama- It's amazing how bad he is. Yes. Um. There were some parts of the match I did like. Uh. But by the way, I did have a note that uh. Just from for Rook's entrance, Farook's entrance. Um. I wrote pg-13 sounds like me when i get drunk at karaoke and try to do a hip-hop song
0: what is your go-to eric
1: i don't have one because i will not do rap when i i i know enough about my shortcomings to know that i cannot do it well
0: um yeah i've got i, I have so many questions about the nation of domination um we I, are the
1: nation yes yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, I, I did like the fact that they finally explained why three quarters of the wrestlers in there are white and they explained them as mercenaries coming in. Um, they're going to do things by any means necessary. What do they want?
1: Is that just like a callback to like Malcolm X? And I mean, yeah, it definitely is. But
0: I would like, like, (laughs) what is their mission statement? <laughs> to win the to win the world championship title by any means necessary, Literally, and finally yeah. get
1: equality.
0: <laughs> it does None of it. It's means. not about equality, Eric. It's about taking what's theirs. Nothing means anything. But
2: that's the thing. Is like this actually could have been very cool. Mm-hmm. Like it actually could have been like a cool gimmick uh, that was sort of like edgy but still good. Well, and they just you could just tell you're like wow. This is what happens when a room full of old white people try to write this cool
0: thing.
1: You know what? In a in a in a perfect world in 1997, not a perfect world, but in like in a in a pre cool world in 1997, uh, you could take Farouk and the Nation of Domination and do what they're doing with Daniel Bryan now, where yeah. you make yeah. them you make them heels, but you make them like fucking heels that make sense and everything they say is like oh shit yeah like this is really cool and like the only the assholes are like booing them because yeah, like
2: or like exactly like or not make them heels like make them like faces and make them like you see like well yeah you know but... i know we're recording this now in february which is black history month and bianca belair in nxt is wrestling in uh gear that is like covered in like black historical icons and uh, the Street Prophets and XT are wearing gear as a tribute to uh, Booker Teen and Stevie Ray Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat itself was like a cool was still kind of like a cool like uh, black excellence kind of tag team of WCW they were doing at the time. And so I feel like they were trying to like bite some of that and it just it just feels bad. Like I just watched them like I feel bad, and actually there's like a good idea there. And Ron Simmons, who is Farouk, uh, is actually a really good wrestler. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. We're going to see some awesome stuff out of him. He's
2: really good.
0: Yeah. So
2: I just, I, I, the whole thing, it kind of bums me out. But also Ahmed Johnson is is bad. He's bad on the mic. He's a bad wrestler. He's, he's bad.
0: I think for me, the biggest metaphor for this match is after the montage of Ahmed Johnson in multiple outfits chanting, you're going down in this, there was a sign in the audience that said, you're going down with your spelled Y-O-U-R. Oh, <laughs> this, this this whole audience had a lot of
1: yOUR like they had you are in heart heartbreak kid like uh, country or whatever heartbreak kid Land. all nobody what a knows it what's that? what a mouthful yeah. that is First, yeah you're, well they, they say kidland kid it was you're <laughs> in hBk land but but just nobody in and in, in, in the Alamo Dome met an apostrophe in their life. they don't know. Where where they're like, there's only one spelling of your. It's all it's got three meanings. <laughs> did you see, by the way, speaking of the the Ahmed Johnson promos, there's a few things in that in that beginning part that I love. Uh, the WWF went to Kuwait. That is some extreme Operation Desert Storm bullshit, right? Oh yeah, they did they did that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was at the beginning of their courtship with the Saudi family.
2: They always have done. I always remember them doing that kind of shit.
1: Fuck, fuck. Also, did you see when uh, there was a, some point where Ahmed was like uh, was like talking to Farouk, and Farouk was on the phone, and Ahmed was holding his hand up to his like to his head, not making not making a phone receiver with his hand, but like. Maybe he looked like he could have been holding, like, a Bluetooth or something. Well, but... yeah,
0: he had taken his UCB 101 class. He was doing object work.
1: <laughs> his object work. Were... Yeah, it was like, is he pretending to, to be on the phone with his hand? Because this is terrible. He just has his hand by his head. Like, nobody will believe that I'm on the phone unless.
0: But uh, you guys didn't think it was cool when, when the match started and Ahmed Johnson just started pounding on through yeah. like after everything all the build that that came into well, this this is
2: probably yeah. on this card at least just from what we've seen had one of the strongest builds. You know what I mean for uh-huh. the longest time. So it's like it did feel like you were getting some like gratification out of them finally meeting.
1: Well, also, I mean, the in terms of storyline, right? Like this this thing they they revisit you know, obviously in the Rumble, they revisit it later, but so like there is there is this like yeah, just like, I mean, I, w- I won't say nuclear heat because I don't know how many people were into it, but there was something about it where uh, it is, you know, it was cool to see them kind of like finally have it out. And, and... Well, cause
2: we've watched so many pay per views and so many matches that were because people were injured or because whatever. Right. And they just feel like they're just like wrestling for the sake of wrestling and like right. there's not stories. So this one, we've seen the build for a while now. Uh, so it was gratifying to see that finally come to fruition. But I just, Ahmed Johnson, is just not good.
1: Did you did you see he's still rocking the thigh pads? I made a note this time. Of
2: course. Which what? I don't understand the purpose of someone. Please explain. But also his. He he had a hungry butt this whole oh, time. Man <laughs>
1: gnawing away yes that Speedo. That Speedo was getting right in is, that one cheek.
2: What are you doing? I guess like I know they're supposed to they're tights. They're supposed to be tight, and yet. It's like he got like a satin brief from like a like a sex shop at a strip mall. Like that's what it reminds me. It's of. It's like Bull like,
1: Durham, where like where uh, Tim Robinson has to wear like women's underwear to pitch well. Like he, like his his lady friend was like giving him some women's underwear to like to wrestle in. Does that does, that, does it play? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's too close to sports for Buffy. Yeah, sorry. I know. Once I see even a sports movie,
2: I was like, uh, unless it's a league of their own, I got nothing. <laughs>
0: Well, he was uh, he was at the lingerie store at the mall right while uh, Crush was getting his face henna tattooed. Oh, on, I, Jesus.
2: Crush was on his third gimmick. <laughs> and I was keeping an eye because, Eric, this won't mean anything to you, but um, one of the guys who's in Nation Domination now, I'm like, that's D Brown. Oh, hey. It is D Brown. And so that's consistent. He'll become a wrestler that we'll come to know and love. You're uh, right. That didn't mean anything yeah, to you. Yeah, it means to you now, but he will be oh, a that's wrestler. Good. And I was like, oh, there he is uh, in Nation Domination. And he is great. Um, But he was, he was one of the guys there.
1: One of the things I noted is, well, first of all, I always wonder, like, why would they have a gold dust match at the beginning of the night when everybody's going to be covered in glitter afterwards? Um, Could you imagine if they had a Roomba, though, like, at the time? Like, it would be (laughs) great just to have this little guy just come out and vacuum up all that shit so you wouldn't see it get stuck to literally everybody who wrestles.
2: That's what I mean. Here's, like... I, I assume they always do this, so it's weird they don't that this is like a new thing, I guess, because like we watch wrestling now, and every holiday there's like a holiday themed street fight that always involves some kind of pie and like food <laughs> stuff and they make a huge mess, and then they go to commercial break, and then they come back and it's gone. They yeah. like literally like swap out like the top the, mat yeah, of the, the canvas uh-huh. and just like start fresh. So I don't know why with Gold Dust they were like, that's fine. <laughs> what well, could happen. It's it like, adds magic. They're not it's not like they're holding three hundred pound people above their head and shouldn't slip on anything. It's like <laughs> that'll be fine. Like their well being <laughs> means literally nothing.
1: Did you did you see there was this one part where I think Farouk had he Farouk had almost well, I think he was doing a camel clutch on Ahmed Johnson and one of the guys from the Nation of Domination, maybe from PG thirteen, was saying something to him And Farouk is literally saying, you don't tell me what to do, I tell you what to do, while Ahmed Johnson is lifting him up six inches. Like, he's still, he's being lifted up, doesn't realize that he's being lifted up until he
0: finishes. And then he's like, what, what, what? But when he's on Ahmed's shoulders, the crowd is going apeshit. And that's... The crowd got me into this match. The crowd let me enjoy this match on a purely um, spectacle level.
2: Yeah, I think it, cause it had emotion behind it. And stuff. So I think the ending took away all of that. Like, it's
1: it's what you called like a is it, you call it the blow off. Like, it should
2: have been. That's it's I, sort
1: of a blow off. And I think the blow off probably happens later. That's in... the thing.
2: A blow would be like the definitive end to this feud, and this is I clearly not it's the not. definitive end because yeah. we had this like fucked up like shitty finish that just like literally they were like yeah. we're just gonna interfere now and you're like wait wait what <laughs> it just didn't it doesn't make any sense
1: i don't even remember how it ended who
2: the nation was like entered the ring and <laughs> they were like i guess the right match over. he just like, he was what? like attack yeah, yeah. it, it, it so was bad. stupid
1: um but i will say there was i i do think one of the best parts of that match was after the match when farouk uh, when Ahmed Johnson took on just a random nation of domination, <laughs> a member, random
0: bow-tied gentleman
1: threw him through the announcing table, and I'm <laughs> threw like, him,
0: threw him through the French announcement uh, announcing a, table. Yeah, so mentioned. my internal monologue was just like, "Sacre bleu, Mon Dieu.
1: <laughs> merde!" Um, but I, that,
0: oh, that spot was scary looking. It was
1: super scary looking. They didn't clear anything off. He just was like, also, boom, you're,
2: you're dead. Ahmed is a bad work. Like, this is like a known thing. Like, he's a bad wrestler. Like, he is a bad wrestler. Like, he is an unsafe worker. Like, there
0: was no time taken to make sure that the other guy was okay. We were just like, nope, nope you're just going down. And also,
2: like, that, like, when we see people go through the announce tables, the announce tables as we know them in 2019, Okay are made to collapse. Yeah. Like, they're essentially, like, they're literally like a house of cards. Like, they're literally it's like pieces that are, just like, rested on each other, and there's a crash pad underneath. Yeah. So, like, that... They, they are designed to be put through, and then there is a crash pad underneath. Yeah. So it is a very safe spot to go through a table, which is why we see it so frequently. Then, at this point, that was just a fucking table. Like,
1: that was just, like, a straight-up press wood table. Yeah, no, it, it looked bad, and... I, I wrote down, I was like, can you imagine being a part of this pretty awesome sequence and not having a wrestling name? They're just like, "Like you're the guy who goes through this table in, uh, in like, probably the most exciting move of the match. And they're just like, this member of the Nation of Domination. And you're like, you had to fucking go through a table. They, they, they're not going to name you. That's it. No one fucking knows who you are. Just sad. He probably made 50 bucks for the night, too.
2: Yeah, but they're all hoping that they're gonna be... Because I'm sure he's a wrestler. Like, an indie wrestler. I would hope.
1: He, I'm <laughs> sure he <laughs> is. He's not just, uh, you know, uh, somebody who believes in the cause.
2: <laughs> a member of the nation, if you will. Uh, a citizen. And he's hoping to impress people that he'll get called back to do more. But it's like, well, who are these people getting squashed by Lars Sullivan? It's like because they're hoping that they'll get a the call up then
1: to... Yeah, alright. Fair, but... So I don't
2: feel that bad for him, but I... Um for that reason, but I do feel bad for him because this was, I'm sure, planned and executed with absolute utter disregard for his health and safety. <laughs> that I'm more rid of
1: being unnamed less so. <laughs> do you think Ahmed Johnson was like, Look, if I have to undergo kidney surgery, then these motherfuckers are going through a table and <laughs> look, they he lost just his deliberate... girlfriend,
2: he lost his house, he lost <laughs> his keys.
1: Hold on, he let lost me tune my mind. guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, And then we go backstage uh, To to one of my favorite moments Which was PG-13 Looking exhausted And their idea of being exhausted Was switching the position Of their hat while breathing heavily Wow I didn't even notice that
2: I will tell you this For me personally in 1997 Guys dressed like that With that attitude Were like at the top of my list of things I'm masturbating (laughs) to Wait, you were like masturbating at 11? Top. Probably, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's like 7th grade. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 6th grade, I guess. And it's 6th grade. Yeah, yeah, I was masturbating in 6th grade. I feel like I started masturbating in 5th grade. Oh, is this relevant baby. to wrestling fans? No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I started masturbating. You like, to... you like those dirt bags? <laughs> I think the end of 5th grade. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, especially, again, it was the fashion of the
0: time. Listen, guys, my mom is listening. Uh, <laughs> it,
2: it was the fashion of the time. I do feel like, uh, yeah, like uh, like uh like underwear showing, low slung baggy pants, sideways hat, no shirt, big jacket. Hell yeah. Like, like yeah. Yeah, I'm getting I'm, I'm, I'm the hardest thinking about it. No, I'm,
0: really? yes. Your go-to was Snow's Informer video?
2: Truly, yeah.
0: Just I mean, like, just so you know, Bobby thing.
1: literally could not stop moving, was like juggling his hat, trying to use his, his erection under control. Well, he was
0: messing with his hat because obviously he's exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted
2: from how sexy this is.
0: Did you hear Farouk call Ahmed Uncle Tom? I,
2: I
1: was going to ask. Oh, I was like, oh no, I missed that, that, that. Really? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. definitely said Uncle Tom. Oh. He said it louder than queer. Yeah, yeah. Was... That,
2: this is, whole thing is played so... First of all, how
1: is Ahmed John... I, 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 okay, I guess I'm try, if I'm trying to put myself in the mind of the character, I guess if you're the nation of domination, then a black man who is not part of you is, uncle, is an Uncle Tom? Yeah. But,
0: but Fucked up. But the reason that he's not with you is because back when you were a space gladiator, you decided <laughs> to punch him in the kidney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hurt my chest on that. Ow. Oh, the... <laughs> the alcoholic <laughs> seltzer just kind of made a bubble in my esophagus. It's, Holy shit! Yeah, um, <laughs> you, you, yeah. I you know, uh, Farouk really needs to apologize for his previous <laughs> interstellar infractions.
2: You think like, that wasn't me? He was to a lot. That laugh. was the other Farouk. Two <laughs> A's, not
0: one A. <laughs> oh my god! That would be amazing if that was actually planned.
2: And they're like, no, Faroq Nation 2A, it's Farouk Space Gladiator 1A.
1: <laughs> right, it's Farouk from another planet versus Farouk, the Muslim name.
0: I am not resp- I am not aware of your Earth customs. <laughs> Human. <laughs> so then Vader versus Taker. Um
1: would love to know what led to this. Because I have no idea. Uh I think two big guys should yeah, fight yeah, Did the, they not like what? What were they doing during the Raws? Like what was? Just keep in mind, Undertaker had been feuding with Paul Bearer
2: with the Executioner, right. with Mankind. Vader has nothing to do because Vader was supposed to be the one that was fighting Shawn Michaels at this very pay per view. So, Vader is paired with Undertaker.
1: Oh right, because like wait, so at during Vader time when it when it was supposed to be it's Vader time, it was, he to be was Vader time. He would have beat
0: Bret Hart. Be Bret Hart. He would have beat Bret Hart, and then, oh, that is so complicated.
2: Exactly. So, exactly. And so Vader...
0: I think this is like a Russian doll situation here.
2: Vader is now with Undertaker because basically they both need something to do.
0: Uh,
2: So Undertaker,
0: that's sad.
2: This was not built. This was not a very built, well-built match at all. No.
0: so, Undertaker comes in with, with a, a much cooler entrance than the Batman.
2: But the same teardrop tattoo.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, we're now on month two of the teardrop yeah, tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Not a
2: bat, but still apparently killed someone in prison.
1: He also, uh, his entrance music now has howling wind.
2: I didn't catch that. It was
1: like, something wicked this way comes. Yeah, no, there, there was like a...
2: Ooh,
1: yeah with the
0: you know with that the, is fully artist Eric Silver thanks
1: with the um, what, what, what's the it's a funereal march or whatever
0: yeah, dun, 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 dun. Dun. Yeah. I
2: don't know if I'm just like truly so like if it's like a, a like a sense memory that like I can't like unfeel what I was feeling when I first saw this as an 11 year old or I'm just truly this big of an Undertaker mark you're a big mark but like I, I mean like but for Undertaker I especially like this prime Undertaker like I'm Actually scared, and I'm actually excited. No, like, his his I entrance just, like I buy into all of it. His is entrance
0: that... was super dope. Like the shit yeah. they were doing with the lighting rig was awesome. Like everything it's that so... that's that big circle thing. Yeah. I was like, what God, is that? It thing? makes me
2: so sad to think about like all the shitty matches we've seen him in re- in recent years, being like so past his prime and still doing it. That to to see this and just how fucking good he is. He's so good. Yeah, and the character is so good it's like unrivaled and unparalleled in every sense and this i feel like 1997 is one of the best years of the undertaker's
1: career and so his ring gear by the way he looks like a butcher or i'm into it yeah no it was great i was into Uh, it 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 was a cooler a cooler cut
2: yeah compared especially when you like wearing that weird like like uh like party duster cut cut (laughs) off like sleeves and like the like purple spats the fucking, dumb.
1: and the purple, the purple, uh, dishwashing gloves. Yeah,
2: like, Dawn for his sensitive hands, like, <laughs> this was very dumb. Like, it got hokey, and this is such a, it's such a cool way to do Supernatural in wrestling that it's, it's just, I'm honestly shocked that WWF pulled it off.
0: Yeah, and I was re- just really excited as the match started, just because the first two matches were so screwy, yeah. and then just seeing, like, this big cost fight between these two guys,
1: yeah. yeah. Um by the way, we never I don't know if we ever actually fully talked about this. Maybe we did so we can just scratch it, but what is the story behind Vader's mask? Like is it was he like injured in a fire? I mean, is it just that he was just like, "Hey, I just need to wrestle with a mask." Did he ever not wrestle with a mask? No.
2: And I feel like in Japan and in WCW, they call him the masked on a lot. I don't think it ever happened in WWF, WWE. Uh, but he used to come out with this insane, huge mastodon mask that was like a rig that he had to like hold up with these huge tusks and glowing eyes and smoke that came out of it. So if you play even the two K games now, which I obviously still play, like Vader's like a Legends character you can unlock. Yeah. And when you unlock him, he has the mastodon entrance, and it's so fucking cool because he has this huge elephant head. Then he takes off, and he it's like a it's like a a robot elephant. It's Fucking so cool.
1: Well, I'm glad they got rid of that when he, he came to the WWE. I
2: think he maybe he might not have been able to because of the licensing stuff, but he used to like take it off and then put it on the ground and he'd be like, and then all the smoke would come out and it was fucking so cool. God, it was so cool. cool. Oh my like, god, that's awesome. Isn't it, that fucking so cool? Is is lo- it it look look
0: looks like that. something like that, like Giger would have. Uh, yeah, it's like Mad Maxi. Yeah, it's, it.
1: it's a little bit It's Giger. It's so fucking cool. Or Giger. Cool.
0: I don't know how you fucking.
1: I don't know, was he French?
0: I don't know. I Giger is always You know, Giger.
2: But they call him the Mastodon in WWF now still, but
0: that that's missing He, like, he looks like a big old cenobite. I loved it. I loved it. It's yeah, so, he, should've, he yeah. should've
1: wrestled with that. It's and just impaled the, people as a finishing. He's move. just
0: the
2: shell of his former self at this point. Like I feel like he never recovers from once when he got the shaft with the Shawn Michaels stuff. Yeah. He never recovers. and Will never come back.
0: But then we've got we got this match between two huge titans, and then we go. But t- don't see Undertaker in twenty nineteen eyes.
2: In twenty nineteen eyes, Undertaker is a legend. At this point, he's a mid carder. Like he's we're a mid carder He's never held a world title at this point. He's never. He's not a main event guy. Wait. Or maybe he did for one night I in think the early nineties. I think yeah. But it was like a. It was literally a night that he held it. But he's not a main event guy. He was fighting for the intercontinental against Gold Dust. And we Mankind's a like we know that Mankind is a Hall of Famer now. Like we know that he's a legend. But at this point, he's a new guy. We don't even know his name is McFoley
0: yet. Like he's these are he's Undertaker's a mid card guy at this point. So do you think that's why they felt the need to go throw it to Todd Pettengill oh in the God. audience? You like, guys.
1: <laughs> That, i I put down excellent top notch interview from Todd Pettengill. I mean, first we, of all, there was we, so, so much story to yeah, it. yeah,
0: someone just give us a recap. Please.
1: she so he's interviewing a teenage girl and her mother or grandmother. I can't tell, which I'm sorry uh, to that woman. but uh she is i she all she says when he goes, "Well, tell us your story and she goes, I uh, saved up money for a summer, and I followed Shawn Michaels around everywhere he went.
2: That's, uh, so there, I have so many questions.
1: And so she go, he goes, uh, yes, uh, how did how, you save up? How? You saved up your money. How did you do it? How many babysitting jobs did you have? Babysitting. How many, how many babies did you sit? He <laughs> said, how many babies did you sit? Which is not how that works. Um, and she just said, I don't know. And that was it. And then he goes... And you also came from Alaska, right? Like, literally She must have told him so it was like the it was like the Michigan J Frog thing where he's just she before the the camera was on, she's like, Hello my baby, hello my darling, and like nothing. Nothing when the camera's on.
2: I I have so many questions. She was following Shawn Michaels for how long? For, for a year? Since the summer? It's January. So how long... If you did in the summer, now it's January. Have you gone to every house show? Did you just go to the pay-per-views? Are you going to every... Well, she law? had to take
0: her time off from going to see Fish. That's what I
2: mean. like, What, what
0: like, that... was she charging for those babies?
2: Also, like, shouldn't you be in school? Like, what? Are you an
1: adult? Are you an adult babysitter? <laughs> I have so many is questions. Is she in a van where they're just like, cash, grass,
0: her ass?
1: <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening?
0: Well, the next day was Martin Luther King Day, so... She would have had a day off from school. Oh right, saying. I was like for that one what? Ru- Royal for that Rumble. one Royal Rumble. Yeah, every other time, every other time I don't know. Do oh,
2: so you do you follow him when he's not wrestling? Do you like follow him to the strip club? Do you follow him to Outback Steakhouse? Do like, you think what?
1: this Do you think this girl had like an up in the air moment where like she's on a plane going to the next like Shawn Michaels appearance and the pilot comes back? And is like you've
0: you've now hit one million miles. We, just, this is when you get to and meet Shawn me. Michaels comes out <laughs> dressed as a pilot. <laughs> With pow- white powder underneath his nostrils, <laughs> he comes out of the bathroom. Like three stewardesses come
1: out. Um, three stewardesses and Dwight the clown. <laughs> By the way, can I say so? Uh, yes, you can. Since our since our our um, podcast has premiered, I've been like re-listening to them. It took me till like last week to realize that cloudy
0: was a play on sunny.
2: Eric, get out! <laughs> get out of your own house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. It took me until this pay per view to realize that the Godwins' initials were Hog we and Pig. We talked about this. No, he's being a jerk. Oh. No, I. Wait. We what? We talked about it on the podcast. You talked about it on the podcast. I
1: don't think I did. We did. Yeah, you did were like you when you in were the like first it's episode. Phineas and Henry O. And like you were being very Henry O. Godwin knows about how it's a Hog and Pig. I was getting upset because I thought you were insulting my intelligence. To be quite fair,
0: um, if I did know back then, I forgot and just picked it up again Jesus this week. Christ! Yeah,
1: I'd this on, truly definitely. is a Russian doll story. <laughs> um, so a couple things I noticed early on in the match that Undertaker kind of goes back to his no cell like he i think when in his mankind matches he pretty much sells it like from start ten. right it's like whatever you're doing you're doing me damage when it's vader he was doing like a no cell like terminator thing where like every time he'd get dropped he'd just sit up
0: and i kind of feel like this is coming off of the buried alive match where they've they've built up that this is now a superhuman force. This, yeah. The the past is gone. Yep. The past is dead. You're and, both right. and he's building into something new.
1: Yeah, it's pretty dope. He's faster. He punches a lot and he just like, he can't <laughs> be still, stopped. I
0: still have the picture up of Fader's mask. <laughs> it's
1: good. You make it your it's phone bad really bad. good. I will say. <laughs> I want, can we get that mask for me?
2: Mask for mask? Uh, only if you become a masked singer.
1: <laughs> Done. But, uh, if you remove my mask, I am forever shamed and yeah. I have to sing under a different name. That's a, that's a luchador that's thing.
2: That's going to be a very good segue to the next match when
1: we're ready to get there. True. Um, <laughs> um, wait, uh, so a couple other things, though. Yeah,
0: I, oh, oh, I'm i watching this match and I'm like, oh, after all the screwy shit from before, I'm like, all right, we just got, we got a fucking pro wrestling match. No cornet, no Mankind. And as I'm writing that down in my notes... Paul Bearer comes sauntering on down to the ring.
1: Yep. Uh, so, a couple things. I really... you. I think you mentioned last episode that you love when Undertaker, like, goes completely over the top of the rope and yeah. just, like, drops down. Yeah, yeah. I noted that that's how he just exits the ring. <laughs> like, he backs somersaulted or back, I, I put back salting. Is that a thing? No, nope, definitely not. You salt your back. <laughs> it's if you're if you've got a bunch of like no, slugs you, on your back, you, you just have you to you spill them.
0: the salt. You got to back salt. Spill
1: yeah. the salt. Take that girl. What? Um, I don't know what just happened. Spill the wine. Oh, what? Come on,
0: guys. Okay.
1: Spill the wine. Take that girl. Come on, that's like from the
0: '70s. I've heard you it's do like ca- war. I've heard you do karaoke before, Eric, and you're very good at karaoke. Is That a Colin Ray song? That-, or- <laughs> that was not a thing
1: that you just did right there. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not putting my all into this. This is a microphone. It's true,
0: but. <laughs> You are you are not going to be graced Follow
2: Eric's other podcast Karaoke <laughs> Hour. Uh, but I
0: mean I mean to be honest if if we could all back salt the way that the undertaker I could would, uh, God, that's it. how I would enter and leave every one. That single would room. my
2: primary mode of locomotion. He's like <laughs>
0: oh it's time to it's time to threaten Paul Barrow? one second
1: and just goes like That's how I feel about flips backwards. in general if I could do one
2: <laughs> single solitary front facey flip that is the only way I would move anywhere. I would it's, do that continually down the street to the subway, and that's just how it's I would, like. It's like when it, when you're really... in
1: Hammer, everything's a nail. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. You're if like, can... oh, is there is do I need to front flip to, to get over here? If I can flip or back and
2: or backflip, I would just constantly I would be constantly being like round off back handsprings all over the goddamn sidewalk.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I love it. Um I also I have a note that i and I've side note, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, I think Paul Bearer and Data have the same skin
0: tone makeup, <laughs> like pretty clearly, like sort of dead or android. And and I will say, we came into Eric's to to record tonight. He did have Star Trek: The Next Generation paused. Was that so that I would notice it and be able to comment on this? Like, yes, they do. No, it's because I live that life. <laughs> I would say Paul Bearer is more of his lore
1: phase at Ooh, this point with the emotion chip. <laughs>
0: Bobby's oh. looking at us like we're idiots. Oh, right I also
1: now. I also wrote uh, w- when when Undertaker after Undertaker loses the match to the Screwy finish,
0: um, I and wrote, the Screwy finish, uh, yeah. Taker's on the railing, um, he gets hit by the urn, he gets hit with a Vader bomb, and he loses. Yeah, and then he's pissed, and I just wrote Angry Taker, <laughs> which I think is a.
1: Uh, that's how, what we should call him Undertaker when he's angry. angry the ang- the anger taker? The anger taker. The anger taker. That sounds like somebody who's in an abusive relationship. <laughs>
0: it's like it's like the sin eater. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, let's move
1: on.